Hello, and welcome back to another week of Myths versus Facts. This week, I will be discussing more on Young America and its influence. As of last week, I discussed how Young America served as a front organization for the Carbonari, which had very radical leadership. I stated that Young America's mission was to use the United States as the base with which to conquer the world into a one-world international government, a new world order, using the slogan, Manifest Destiny. In order to conquer the world, it would mean acquiring new territories. A key target of immediate expansion was Cuba, a possession of Spain at the time. One of the initiatives of this expansionist plan was the Ostend Manifesto. The 1854 Manifesto called for the purchase of Cuba from Spain, and if Spain refused, to use force to seize Cuba, causing a firestorm amongst European governments since it called for the takeover of Spanish territory. The Ostend Manifesto is named after Ostend, Belgium, the town where the manifesto was drawn up by three of our European ambassadors in league with other Young America members. The three ambassadors were Young America members Pierre Soulet to Spain and John Y. Mason to France, and finally James Buchanan, whom we discussed last week. If the United States could invade Cuba, then whose territory in the Americas would be next? August Belmont was apparently one of the first to propose the Cuban scheme to Buchanan. Belmont, as an agent for the European Rothschilds, felt he could get Rothschild's support for the United States acquisition of Cuba. Since Cuba had been a target of American politicians who supported the idea of American expansion over the Western Hemisphere for years, there were several private armies raised on American soil to invade Cuba after the formation of Young America. None of them were successful. Such armies also had the aim of inv invading Cu uh, Cuba, not only Cuba, but Canada, Mexico, Nicaragua, but only Nicaragua had any limited success. I have never talked to a Canadian who knows anything about American private armies that tried to invade Canada. Their teaching of history is lacking as well. Pierre Soulet, our ambassador to Spain, was involved in a revolution against French King Charles X at the age of 15 and condemned to the guillotine, escaped from prison, fled the country, but was pardoned and returned to France. He was then arrested for his writings and chose exile as his punishment. He became an itinerant, wandering the Americas, until he just happened to become the guest in Andrew Jackson's home, at which time he got involved in American politics, and he became a close friend of George Sanders. Once he received his appointment as ambassador to Spain, the so-called liberals hailed his coming. He apparently got too close to the Spanish revolutionaries and did damage to the United States-French relations by shooting the French ambassador to Madrid in a quarrel over the minister's wife and had to resign his position in June of 1855 when he returned to New Orleans. There he got involved as an attorney for several of the Young America and Knights of the Golden Circle small invasion armies aimed at Latin American targets. The official story of the Austin Manifesto is that President Pierce instructed Secretary of State Marcy 
to direct those three ambassadors to confer with each other relative to gaining Cuba for the United States. The New York Herald of June 10, 1852, reported that Franklin Pierce was a discreet representative of young America. Pierce had a bad habit of sending some of the worst people as our representatives abroad, Sanders and Soule being only two examples. It was Daniel Sickles who carried the message to Europe of what became the manifesto. Sickles would later murder the son of the composer of the Star Spangled Banner and got off scot-free. Sickles worked with Sanders, carrying messages between the communist and carbonary revolutionary leaders in England to the continent. America fr uh, legation franking, which is the ability to send mail by one's signature rather than by post, was used to get the messages past the various authorities until they were caught in the act by the French police. Messages from official legations are immune from search, and the laws in the various countries where foreign governments had legations, consulates, and embassy. It was a diplomatic courtesy. The Americans in London who were working with George Sanders used this ability to allow communist revolutionaries to communicate with one another and got caught at it. Sickles was a friend of August Belmont, and the two of them met in the resort town of Ostend and came forth with a manifesto that was nothing more than the manifest destiny agenda of young America. The three ambassadors agreed, and the Ostend Manifesto became history. Now, this is not how I was taught about the Ostend Manifesto when I was in school. The entire fiasco and the people involved in it and much more of their backgrounds and activities are in my book. You will just shake your head when you read it. The only real but temporary success of any Young America expedition was in the state of Nicaragua. Here, a small army led by William Walker took control of the country until he was ultimately stopped and executed. The story is rather long to relate here, other than to say that it not only, not only did the expansionist plans of Young America collide with the robber baron plans of Vanderbilt, they collided with the ambitions of the English government. William Walker is another American who had studied at Göttingen University in Germany and had been editor of which, uh, and, and been editor of which declared its willingness to lay ourselves open to the accusation of radicalism, Jacobinism, agrarianism, and other names. Such was the leader of several small armies that invaded our southern neighbors, William Walker. The entire story of Walker and how he fit into young American expansionist initiatives is contained in my book. It involves not only young America, but the Knights of the Golden Circle, key members of the United States government at the time, and a host of Manifest Destiny adherents. Also, how the state of Nicaragua remains strategically important today and is cooperating with the Communist Chinese to build another canal from the Caribbean to the Pacific. Next week, more on Young America.